0: Good morning, everybody. Nikki Burnett here, Taste Life Nutrition. My music, might sound a little bit loud. Today's Taste Life Nutrition radio streaming live on KUHSDenver.com, where we bring to you um, the very best that I possibly can in uh, today's evidence-based, I'm gonna say science because it just makes sense, um, although I think evidence-based is what's important in that phrase. Uh, evidence-based is What we're about here, so um, We want to talk about what's real we want to talk about the things that maybe you don't know about we want to talk about the unconventional we want to talk about what it is that is true health true health and wellness right health and wellness is physical mental emotional spiritual, financial, relational. It's all of the things that make us, um, give us the ability to live this big, beautiful life that God's given to us. Uh, and it's its fun, and it can be hard, <laughs> and, uh, but what we wanna do is to give, do our best to bring you the tools, the resources, the people, the information, all the things that we can do to um, to help you to 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 if you need to find something, if you need to if you need somebody to help you, if you need to help somebody else, um, if there's something you don't know, right? So it's, sometimes it's about thinking outside the conventional. Uh, the unconventional is often what can make a big difference for us. And so I have the the blessing of just being surrounded by some really amazing amazing people um and who, who who often join me on this show to give and to serve as i'm here to do is you know do my best to give and to serve and to live man just live big for the time that we've got here because it's, it's so important hey tony good to see you um so first off though we start the show with gratitude right gratitude can change the world um and i truly believe that i do really it is about just having that as often as possible. You know, we talk about you know journaling about it morning and evening, um, but throughout the day. And hopefully if you're journaling about it or thinking about it or praying about it or whatever it is, morning and evening, it kind of lasts throughout the day. It lifts your spirits. It allows you to see the beautiful things around you that we've been given that are these amazing gifts um, for us to enjoy and for us to be thankful for. Uh, And there's so much to be thankful for. Even if you're going through a really tough time, which often we do, um, there's so much to be thankful for. And that can play a big role in changing our attitudes. Um, So today, my gratitude, goodness gracious. I, I should have thought about this before I came in. You know, there's so many things. You know, it's the typical, I'm so grateful for my home. I've got three amazing dogs. I've got an amazing husband. Um, all of these fun things. But I think, I think, actually thinking through it, I was going through um, sort of a, a guided meditation, and it was, um, could you bring me a cloth again, please? <laughs> <laughs> my screen's fuzzy. Um, yes, Tony, absolutely, the sun is live. Thank you. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the sun. Um, but we, um, oh, so I was going through this guided meditation. And thank you. I'm going to try to not be foggy on the screen. That's probably helpful for everybody. Anyway. Um, so that was the wrong side. Anyway. <laughs> Live. Live is good, right? <laughs> anyway. Um, so we was. Go- Point is I was going through this guided meditation it, it was finding that place that that is your happy place um, you know what it is that's this big yes in your life and where it took me was in the summer is when we go to the mountains and it's my husband and me and we have the three dogs and we, we can let them just go and like we're in the middle of nowhere so we hike up we my husband's a fly fisherman so he um, we, we're always going as far as we can to get away from anybody that we can't sometimes we come across people usually we don't but it gives us the opportunity to let the dogs run free and watching them just run free and enjoy their life and chase critters and just run as fast as the, and they do it all day long as long as they're out it's all day long and that's really that really is my big yes, my big happy place is, you know, the sun is shining, the streams are flowing, it's this beautiful, the, the you know, the, it's the blue sky against the green trees, the green grass. I mean, I'm just seeing it in my head um, and it's just really beautiful. And, you know, just sitting there, we'll take our food and, and just have some fun and just watching the freedom of those girls just running like crazy, and when we had our boys, same thing, right, so they would do the same thing, so anyway, that is what I'm grateful for um, today, because I know that it's coming, we're going to be doing that as much as we can during the summer, and we're going to be enjoying the sun, so that's what today I wanted to talk about, because I hear, I still hear all the time, and it kind of amazes me a little bit, because I feel like and maybe I'm just I'm always surrounded by people who know so much and the things that we talk about our topics of conversation always are health and wellness and then what goes outside of that right you know so it's just it's just what we do and it's what happens when you're kind of a nerd and that's what we talk about but we talk about the Sun we're always talking about the importance of the Sun and what it gives to us but in practice when I'm working with um, Oh, thanks, so you're welcome In practice when I'm working with clients. I still hear and this was as of I don't know two days ago. I Still hear your D's low Are you are you in the Sun? <laughs> and the, the answer so often is no I'm never in the Sun especially when they're really fair complected um, Which I, I understand a, a little bit of the mindset, but one is to get away from that mindset, right? Um, and so there is, th- we have created this amazing amount of fear of, of, of the sun. The sun, as Tony so beautifully put it and the way that I, I love to say it as well, is the sun is life. Without the sun, we don't have life. You know, in, I, I have my um, my company is Taste Life Nutrition's Taste Life, right? So food is life. But we don't have food without the sun right we don't have all of these amazing things without the sun the sun is this really beautiful gift from god it is to be respected um, but we the, the sun is it, it gives us what we need it gives us everything that we need it's how plants grow it's how it, it's everything so i'll stop there so anyway what i wanted to do was kind of dig into this a little bit and my hope is to to bring you enough evidence for those who still have fears of the sun to to respect the sun, understand how to utilize the sun, know that it's important to be in the sun, like literally in the rays of the sun. It's so important. It's important for our mental and emotional health, it's important for our physical health, it's important for every part of us, for, for fertility, right? Getting in the sun is it's a must. There's there's no way around it, and so we'll dig into that a little bit. Um, but, you know, the sun, as we, as we know, well, I think most of us know anyway, it is our source of vitamin D. What does that mean? It converts vitamin D in the skin and actually converts vitamin D on the skin. So what often happens is we're out in the sun and we, you know, start to convert that vitamin D. It actually can be washed off. Which is so interesting. So, you know, our ancestors were, I mean, you know, take this as you want to, but our ancestors didn't, you know, go and bathe with soap every day, maybe twice a day or three times a day, right? They were out in the sun and they would go. And so it's important to keep that in mind that if you are literally bathing every day, now doesn't mean, you know, wash your underarms and wash your parts, your girl parts and your boy parts and your things, right? But consider taking a little time off and giving, I think it's 48 hours, um, to allow that vitamin D to, to be utilized and for the body to utilize it. Um, it's, it's, it's important to, to keep it on the skin. I'm going to tell you what I do, and I say this a lot, and I hope that it sticks and I hope that it resonates, I'm not the best meditator in the world. I've got a pretty good practice, um, but the, the, especially during the summer because what, I, what gets me out in this out to meditate is going out in the sun. Um, and for me, when I feel the sun on my skin, this is God's hug, right? I, that's literally how I see it and how I feel it is God's hug. It's kind of the most amazing thing in the world. Um, so it, it helps me to be quiet. It helps me to feel what it is that's around me and helps me to hear and helps me. Sometimes I fall asleep, which is awesome too. Um, but it's, it is taking it in, so it could be for two minutes. And for me, I'm a little darker complected. It could be for 15 minutes. I don't get burnt. Now, <laughs> that's not to say that I've never been burnt. When I was a kid, it was awful. I mean, I was, I was in the sun all the time. Um, and I did get burnt, and I peeled, and so those are lessons learned. So if you have kiddos, it still is about getting your kids in the sun, and we'll talk more about details. Um, but don't let them get burnt. We don't. That's it, not the point. Burning is a problem, right? It's it's a problem. This is why we respect the sun and its power. And so, what is this, the, the 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 use of vitamin D? Vitamin D is. No longer considered a vitamin, it's actually considered a hormone now, because it, it you know hormones are communicators, and so vitamin D essentially is a communicator, and it communicates with every part of our body. It's it's involved in so many different areas of our body with with bones, with 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 organ function, with teeth, with hormones, with thyroid function. I mean, we can go on and on and on how how important vitamin D is and what we're seeing what I see in practice constantly is low vitamin D and what we also need to understand is that what the what conventional medicine tells us is that vitamin D over 30 is sufficient this is very very insufficient um, my sweet husband, I think this was years ago, but we went and we saw a doctor, he had a cold or whatever, but they did his labs and I think his D was sitting at 28 or 30. And I just about had a heart attack. <laughs> the doctor's like, oh, it's not that big a deal. Just feed him some, some salmon. I was like, are you insane? So take this to heart and know this when you get your labs done, look at your D, make sure they're running D. The re- I don't know why they don't just run D all the time it's so critical to everything that we do always request d and there are others that i would say to always always request but that's not the topic today so always request your vitamin d being uh being tested know your level um where i want most of my some people some 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 of us in the the functional medicine nutrition world uh you know these these um ranges vary just a little bit so some people will say over sixty, some over seventy. I tend to say seventy to eighty is where I want. Actually, I tend to say I want you right around seventy. But if you have an autoimmune condition, I want you at hundred. I want that up there. Now I don't want it to be way above hundred. But you know there are a lot of there's been this scare that um, vitamin D because it is a fat soluble nutrient that too high. Well, it's really really scary. It's, it's not, but we don't want it to remain too high. So autoimmune condition, right around 100. Uh, everybody else, 60, 70, 80, something like that's pretty good. It's a rare day that I see somebody who doesn't supplement who comes to me who has um, optimal vitamin D levels. Almost never. Um, so I had my client come in a couple of days ago and we were reviewing her labs and her D was at 23. Which is, of course, why I asked her, are you in the sun? She's like, no, no, I cannot get in the sun. Blonde hair, very fair complected. And I I just told her, I was like, you have to get in the sun. And so if you're fair complected, yes, you have to be careful. Take two minutes, right? Take two minutes to get in the sun. And what I'm talking about, and so this, I'm gonna kind of go through this conversation because I think it's a really good learning, teaching moment but she said, "Okay, I'll get in the sun, but I can get in the sun like late in the afternoon, right? Because they're not direct rays." And I said, "Absolutely not. We want you to have direct rays." So, key to utilizing the sun is if for for helping with your um, uh, circadian rhythm. You, if you're not like if you're not sleeping well, um, if you go to bed late and you're trying to go to bed earlier, things like that. So, your circadian rhythm is very important. Um, But getting up and getting out in the sun, and the sun in your eyes, like don't look at the sun, right? But having your eyes open, no sunglasses, in that morning sun prior to 10 a.m. So that's, you know, drink your coffee, your tea, uh, eat your breakfast, read a book. You know, I tend to go out and do, um, I try to do a little Bible study, um, something like that, and sit in the sun, and I'm facing the sun, obviously I'm not looking directly at the sun now for optimal utilization or conversion of vitamin d maybe we should call it hormone d right but today it's still vitamin d um, is we want to be in the sun between 10 and 2. so that is your optimal time to be in the sun um, and you want your entire body in the sun you have to have the whole body in it so that was another question she had was can i just wear she said like I'm, I'm super sensitive up top can i just have, have, put it on my legs no you can't you've got to have it so when i go out i'll have a tank top on or a sports bra or a bathing suit i'll usually have shorts on and you know i'll pull the shorts up and take the top down a little bit you know so i'm obviously covered <laughs> but um i have i'm exposed as much of my body as possible i'm exposing to the sun so for somebody who's fair complected you can do that for two minutes know this too getting a little pink is okay getting burned is not okay so a little bit of pink is beneficial you know you're getting a little bit so maybe it's two minutes maybe it's five minutes over time though um your your body your skin will start to um will start to adjust right so you can spend a little bit more time and a little bit more time and a little bit more time that's the intent, and it's the beautiful thing about um, about the body and how it adjusts and how how it, it knows what it needs, right? It's telling you what it needs. And so if you know you're gonna be out in the sun for longer than, you know, however long you can stand it, right, um, then that's when you have a big hat. You put on your long sleeves, right? Um, be really careful about the clothes that they're selling today. Um, That are you know have like impregnated in them the 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 sunscreens uh, the pesticides for mosquitoes. I I understand there are times when those are necessary when you're in a place where mosquitoes are crazy. Just be really careful with those. Um, I'm I'm afraid that they are quite toxic, uh, which is going to be a problem also. So really think about about what it is that you're doing. Um, I have that I, I create I, I put here in my notes which obviously I can't put up here But I have a homemade sunscreen recipe. I've not made it. I found it through Holistic squid which I also have never heard of um, but I will learn more about holistic squid uh, But it's a homemade sunscreen and so we want to There are a couple of things to know let's see I'm, I feel like I'm kind of getting ahead of myself and I am but know that in the post-show notes, um, I'm gonna put this in there because I think it's a great resource to uh, to have a homemade sunscreen. I make all kinds of homemade stuff, depending on my time, right? I've made homemade toothpaste, I've made homemade um, dishwashing soap and laundry soap and all kinds of stuff. So these are these are cool and they're really simple and they're actually healthy for the skin. So um, some of the things that I wanna talk about, so I did get a little ahead of myself, but I wanna get back to D a little bit Um, Because I think it's important to understand what it is that D does besides, you know, when I said it does everything (laughs) because it kind of does But you know, one of the things that we talk about is, you know, so so many of us are dealing with Depression, why is that? I mean, especially now this whole, you know, you know There's a lot of fear in our world right now and and, you know, I think that there's a lot of trauma from COVID uh, and being stuck in, and all of these horrible things. It's just, I, again, a whole other topic. But uh, the sun increases serotonin, right? So inc- serotonin is our happy hormone. Serotonin is produced by the gut, which is interesting. I, I say hormone, sorry, it's a neurotransmitter. Um, but it's produced by the gut, so it's important to have a good, healthy gut. But serotonin is what lifts our mood, it's what makes us happy. So it also can signal daytime so it lifts us. We want to get up. We see the sun. We're like, okay, it's time to rise, time to get out of bed. Um and then uh it also stimulates D, which helps to maintain the the, the the serotonin levels. So um I'm gonna say this and take it to heart. The sun prevents cancer. This is so important. Now, it doesn't mean, I'm not saying that a (laughs) sunburn prevents cancer, right? But the sun prevents cancer. The sun is supportive and protective of our skin, of our immune system, Uh, so we have to, we have to, I mean, it's just, we have to have the sun. So this, I love this, Um, this is not, these are not my words, but exposure to sunlight is part of our design. I mean, again, it's this gift from God, right? And it's the way that we're created. So it's part of our design necessary for a healthy cell production and proper function of our immune system down to the prevention of cancer, including melanoma. So let's, let's talk about then what causes cancer. I mean, there are a billion things that can cause cancer, right? But one of the things that we need to really understand about disease, whether it's cancer, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, you know, you name the disease, the underlying cause is inflammation. We have to go deeper than that. We have to understand what's causing the inflammation, but the inflammatory response is the response of the body that is a protective response, but we have to get it under control. If it's not under control, that's when disease happens, including cancer. So does a sunburn cause cancer? Potentially, I'm not sure that we truly know that, um, but what we need to, to really consider, again, it goes back to respecting the sun. Don't get sunburned. Uh, but could it possibly be, and where I believe, and I think most people in my world believe, that it's actually the things that we're putting on our skin? It's the toxic sunscreen. So my client the other day, I was talking to her. I was like, are you wearing sunscreen every day? She's like, yes, every day. I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> you have to stop wearing sunscreen. And so we talked about the type of sunscreen that she was using and what kind to use. And so most of the sunscreens on the market are exceedingly toxic. They have chemicals in them. We've talked about this in the past that they are, they put a toxic burden on the body, but they also are endocrine disruptors. So going back to, you know, I talk about fertility a lot. I talk talk about preconception planning. Endocrine disruptors disrupt our hormones. Again, our hormones are communicators. We have to have them. They have to be in normal levels for men and for women. And to to and they 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 influence. It's not just you know sex hormones, but it's it's it, hormones influence all parts of our body. And so toxic sunscreens are they they specifically can interfere with estrogen. And so we have to. Um, We have to be really aware of what we're putting on our skin. I can't say it enough. So sunscreen's a problem. I always tell people though, to use sunscreen without the chemicals, but with the minerals. Now they've come out recently, and this is something that I I just learned, but they just came out with these nano zinc minerals. Um, My understanding is these are very toxic also. They actually can get into the skin and create a huge problem. So that's not what we want to do either. And some of these sunscreens that we think are healthy may not be and so they may still have some ingredients that aren't great, which is why I wanted to give you a resource that, again, I'll put in the show notes. Um, It'll be kind of everywhere, but a resource to uh, some homemade sunscreen that I think is really simple and it's waterproof. That's cool stuff, right? So I'm excited to have some because when we go to the mountains, we do spend a lot of time outside. I tend to wear a hat, um, and so I'm always carrying the things that I need, whether it's extra clothes or healthy sunscreen. But now, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to have a resource where I can make my own. Because uh, I haven't done it yet, but I will. But they say it blends well, um, so it's not white like a lot of the zinc uh, 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 sunscreens are. So what we want to get down to also is the, the fact that the sun is as protective as it is, what happens when when we have these diseases that come up, including cancer, and we say, oh, it's the sun. Going back to the fact that it's the inflammatory response, response it's dealing with inflammation, uh, the body's dealing with inflammation that creates the biggest problem. If you are not inflamed, the likelihood that you become sick from anything is very low. And so this is why, I mean, going back to labs, this is why I run labs. It's important to understand as many of the inflammatory markers as we can. They all have different meanings, they all do different things, and so it's important to understand them. So what can squash inflammation? Well, antioxidants, right? And so this is all about diet. It's all about what we're putting in our body that can help us to that that utilizes food the way that it's supposed to be utilized to be protective of the sun if our exposure is too high. Um, If, again, so I'm not gonna be repetitive with the sunscreen, just the toxic sunscreen. (laughs) Sometimes I do that, I can be a little repetitive. Um, But if we're inflamed and we are in the sun, then we have have inadequate antioxidant protection, then that's kind of a perfect storm. Right? And so diet is important in, you know, eating your bright colors, your bright colors that give you lots of antioxidants, lots of phytonutrients, help the body to fight that oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is normal to an extent. It's, it's, it's how, how cells function, how mitochondria functions, but it's when it's too much that it becomes a problem and it, it is, it can be a big problem, even when we don't know it. I, I just found out my own oxidative stress is really high, probably from stress. So that can happen too. But um, I, I know for me, I eat really, really well. But I, the other thing that I want to point out is our omega-3s, right? We get good, healthy omega-3s from fish, from grass-fed, only grass-fed meat. Um, and so uh, I don't, I have done lots of, of shows and talks on grass-fed and why grass-fed is better than conventional. Um, but, but really quickly, grass-fed has a normal ratio of omega-3 and omega-6 when we eat it. We're getting our healthy ratios of omega-3 and omega-6. If an animal is a conventionally raised animal, they are higher in omega-6, which is inflammatory, and so then we are higher in omega-6, which is in, which is inflammatory. So. Just a brief talk about um, our omegas. So omega-3, as I said, is, is a precursor to anti-inflammatory eicosanoids, which is a part of the immune system. It's part, of our, it's part of what keeps our body in check, right? Omega-6 is good. We need to have omega-6. It's, it's what keeps omega-3 in check, right? They keep other in check, it's each other in check. It's really important. So we have our omega-6, which is inflammatory. So you cut yourself and you have an inflammatory response. You have this crazy cascade of things that happen, right? You have the, the, the icosinoids that come in and you have the, uh, the swelling and the bleeding or whatever it is that, that you might have. All of these things happen for a reason, but it can't stay inflamed. It has, to, that fire has to be put out, right? And so you can, you can think about this with the entire body. Sometimes, sometimes we just don't know we're inflamed, but it's important to check right? We can test your omega-6s and omega-3s. Really important to check. Um, and I'm going to tell you 90% of the time I see them way out of whack. Too much omega-6, too little omega-3, and these are people, even people who are eating really well. So it's an important one to check. Um, so we have to have the omega-3 to come in and just wash that fire. So there's a really beautiful balance in the, infl- in the in the inflammatory and anti-inflammatory functions in the body and so but we get good healthy omega-3s to help to balance out the omega-6 from pasture-raised grass-fed meat that has not been put in a feedlot um, even for two weeks not even for two weeks okay so if they're put in a feedlot for two weeks they they become obese they gain like 30% fat it's unhealthy it's inflamed they're not getting grass they're getting food that they shouldn't eat so this is not healthy, and so you'll see this. You'll see grass fed. Oh, but they were grain fed for two weeks. This is not okay. So remember that grass fed, one hundred percent pasture raised, grass fed is the most important thing. Okay. Um, so let's see. So uh, coconut oil is has lots of different oils in it. It's it's uh, but it's it's a good uh, it's a good source of omega threes. Pasture raised eggs. Um, those are all important seafood. So these are all great for, um, for balancing out that omega-3 omega-6, but it also is protected from the sun. So um, I have here an Austra- Australian study that was done uh, 10 years ago that showed 40% reduction in melanoma for those who were eating fish, which is rich in omega-3. This was without any attention to lowering omega-6. So if we bring up our omega three, we're naturally going to balance out our omega three and omega six. But take that to heart too: forty percent reduction in melanoma from eating fish, which is high in omega three. Big freaking deal, yeah? Okay, so moving on. Uh, let's talk real quick, maybe about inflammatory foods. You know, we talked about the anti-inflammatory. It's we, we, I, oh gosh, I can't talk. I always feel like it is self-explanatory, but it's not. There's so much confusion around food, and it's it's sad and it's heartbreaking because it's like this this basis of life is food, and we're like, what's right, what's wrong? Is it low fat? Is it high fat? Is it grain? Is it no grain? Is it legume? Is it no legume? Sugar? No sugar? You know, you can go on and on and on. Um, but to, to get to this, the basics of it, um, canola oil, highly, highly inflammatory. We're still seeing it touted in uh, the conventional medical world in the American Heart Association, which is in cahoots with the, the lobbyists of the Canola Oil Association or whatever we call it. I, there's data on that. It's ugly, it really is. But canola oil, stay away from canola oil. If you have it, don't think that you just want to use it up. Literally throw it away. And look out, if you love the Whole Foods salad bar, which I used to love, and every now and then I'll, I'll go, um, but it's pretty rare these days. Anyway, you've got to look at the ingredients of everything on, well, it's the salad bar and the food bar, but you have to look at the ingredients on everything because loaded with canola oil, canola oil, um, it is, I don't care if it's organic, eat it it's not good it is it's really really inflammatory um let's see okay so i said this a little this is a different way of saying this i like it so i'm going to repeat it um just in case maybe somebody's just joining <laughs> but our skin is so well designed that that when the solar rays hit the antioxidants in our body um uh, hit the antioxidants that are in our body actually move up and form a protective shield and act like sunscreen i mean that's super cool talk about you know the gifts and how perfectly beautifully made we are right Uh, it's not an accident that if we eat well and we we take care of ourselves and we avoid toxins the best that we can can't be perfect that we naturally have a protective layer that shields our skin so it's a natural sunscreen this is really important to, to, to take to heart to understand. So there's a book that I have not read, but I came across it, so I will read it uh, because she has some amazing things to say. And this this book is called "Sunscreen: uh, Sunscreen Colon Biohazard," and it's by I don't know how to say this, Dr. Plordy. I will I will put it in the comments. P L O U R D E. Um, because she has some great things to say, I'm just going to read some of this stuff because these are not my words, but I think that I put them on here because they are. Um, they, she just says it better than I will, <laughs> so I'm going to say it. these are her words. Um, so ROS is reactive oxygen species, which is which is problematic in the body. They're unstable molecules containing oxygen that function as free radicals. Right? We talked about oxidative stress, so. Um, which is capable of, ca- capable of causing cellular damage. The chemicals utilized for sunscreen cannot dissipate the energy as efficiently as the body's own built-in defense. Melanin, okay, which is the brown pigna- pigment that is made by the melanocytes in the basal layer of the skin. The use of sunscreen stops the body's natural process of creating more melanin to naturally protect the cells. okay big deal. It's a big deal. So this is another uh, another comment about sunscreens. The use of UBV only sunscreens allowing people to stay in the sun longer does not stop the UVA rays from penetrating the lower layers of the skin where they create a greater increase in the amount of free radicals and reactive oxygen species that would have occurred without the use of sunscreen. Experiments show The sunscreens protect for the first 20 minutes, but after 60 minutes, the three sunscreen chemicals, right, we're talking about the chemicals earlier, the chemicals to avoid, Um, I'm not gonna say them, but they're always in the chemical sunscreens. You can see what a chemical is, right? Um, (laughs) It would take too much time to try to say them. If you can't pronounce them, they're probably not good. Um, So they actually generate more reactive oxygen species in the skin compared to using no sunscreen. So this is, it's just, again, it goes back to really understanding why we have the sun, what it's doing, the importance of getting in the sun, and the importance of keeping our inflammation low and not putting toxins on our skin because we have a fear of the sun. The the sun is not to be feared. It is to be loved and to be respected, right? Um, Let's see. What, was the, what else was I going to say here? I have a couple of comments, and I don't want to just read this whole time to you, but I mean, it's pretty good stuff. So <laughs> um, I'm just going to go ahead and read it because this is, I'm just going to read it. So this is this is about antioxidants, and if you think that they don't really work, then what is what is the most amazing about melanin, and which most people don't know, is that its phytochemical properties make it an excell- excellent photoprotectant. This means it absorbs harmful UV radiation and transforms the energy into harmless heat through a chemical reaction known as ultra-fast internal conversion. This property enables melanin to disperse more than 99.9% of the absorbed UV radiation as heat, protecting us from UV damage. I mean, how cool is that? We are created perfectly and beautifully. So just keep that in mind Um, I think that it's it's a it's it's really just really beautiful it is Um, let's see so I have some other notes here on oh here's I just a couple of stats couple of things to talk about so 70% of US children have low vitamin D so we already talked about what D does I mean besides the hundreds of thousands of things that it does in the body right it communicates but when we have children who are low in vitamin D, um, we have parents who are slathering on the sunscreen because they're scared to death that their bare child is gonna get, you know, get cancer. Again, it goes back to taking this to heart. We have to, we have to check their vitamin D levels. We have to check our vitamin D levels. We have to utilize the sun to convert vitamin D. We have to utilize the sun to help us to produce um, hormones and neurotransmitters that allow us to function properly. Um, you know our kids today goodness gracious our kids today are dealing with a lot and I'm sure every generation believes their kids are dealing with a lot but we're in a place now where our kids are uh, dealing with I think more than kids should have to deal with and there's a lot of confusion confusion and it's really sad um, and so when I say that could some of this be caused from nutrient deficiencies? You know, we've got kids who are inflamed, and we've got kids who are um, going back to the things that I was talking about—not eating. Oh, I just hit on—I just hit on um, fats. Sorry, skipped over that. So now that we're talking about kids, I'll finish that comment. <laughs> I finished what I was talking about with unhealthy foods and inflammatory foods. So um, sugar. Sugar is a huge problem. It's a huge problem with our children. It's a huge problem with us. It is inflammatory. If you're eating it in fruit, different story. Fruit is okay. Uh, It's got fibers, it's got the phytonutrients, it's got all the things put together, created intentionally for us to utilize, right? So it's the intentionality behind the creation of food that we're supposed to eat that makes it so beautiful that makes it work for us. So when we take sugar though out of the fruit, or we make our own sugar, or we have these fake sugars. These are, these are highly inflammatory, the liver doesn't like it, the body doesn't like it, we become, desensi- uh, we become desensitized to sugar, so we need more. So this infl- inflammation from the sugar, from the unhealthy foods, from the fake foods, um, is and then the lack of nutrients to help to balance out the, the unhealthy foods we're taking in, um, so again, it goes back to this perfect storm. So we've got kids dealing with mental and emotional issues, physical issues, we've got, we've got kids who are, who are diabetic at eight and 10 years old, right? Um, this isn't genetic. There's, I, wow, I wish I had, had this. It's, it's a little bit outside of the topic, but you know, whoever the woman is in, the, in control right now, oh shoot, Tony, if you know her name, let me know. Um, but she, she is sort of the, the, the top health official who, who says that being obese is um, genetic. And that with the foods that we eat, it doesn't play a role in obesity. So let's take that back real quick and say it's potentially epigenetic. But that's the expression of genes and things that create the expression of genes. Um, and so we have control over whether we are heavier than we should be or not in many ways. Now, that's not to say that over time that we start to to get into a situation where our hormones become dysfunctional, right? So there are a lot of things that are not our fault, but there we have a lot of control. We have so much control, which is the beautiful thing about this life is we have so much control and we have the ability to, to put the things in our mouth and to make the decisions of what we put in our mouth, what we put on our skin, what we put in our environment, right? Um, again, nobody's perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. But having the knowledge so you can make the right decisions is what's key to all of this. Um, okay, so um, what else do I want to say here? Talked about showering. I'm not telling you not to shower, but I am telling you to think about what you're doing, you know. Think about just washing under your arms and washing your important parts instead of washing all of the vitamin D off your skin. Um, okay, so let's see if there's anything else I want to say here. One of the things, so I do have uh, one of my in my notes here that I supplement D a lot, and I supplement a lot because we're so low, and, and when we're dealing with chronic situations, we have to get D up quickly. And we have to, so I will do high dose vitamin D by itself for a period of time. But D from a bottle is very different than D from the sun. I'm very aware of that, even though I supplement it on a regular basis. I'm very aware of that. So I tell my clients, you have to get in the sun and we have to supplement D right now because you're at 23 and I need you at 70. So we're gonna do high-dose D, um, and I'm, I'm aware of what that looks like, right? So we do high-dose D, and then when we have D levels to where we want them to be, we don't do straight D. The data, it's fairly recent within the last couple of years, is my understanding, but the data shows that D by itself for a long period of time is not good, right? It's not, it's not the way that we wanna take it in. So combining it with K, or even better, E, K, and A, um, which are all fat soluble nutrients, they work synergistically together. Um, those are, uh, you know, it, taking them all together is going to be better for if you have to, if you're one of those people, because sometimes we have variants that don't allow us to utilize D and to hold on to our D. And so sometimes supplementing is just the way that it is because we have to have normal levels of D. It just, we just have to. So if we're doing it long term, even more than, you know, a couple of months then we want to have it at minimum with K, right? Or have it with all of its fat-soluble buddies. That's important. Um, So there are those of us, as I sort of talked about a few minutes ago, there are those of us who don't hold on to D well. There are a couple of different variants that we can look at that show um, you might be one of those people who who are fine and you hold on to D really well. You could have one variant that shows, okay, you don't hold on to it great, and one says that you just don't hold on to it all. So um, having a, a picture of your, your genetic makeup, your epigenetic makeup is, can be really important um, and can give us a lot of guidance. It's not the end-all be-all, it's just a really great tool, right? So it's a lot of fun to, to put pieces of the puzzle, puzzle together, right? I was talking to a client about this the other day where we, we can run a single lab and it'll give us some information. But if we add this lab in, we can put them together and this lab in, we put them together, and we put in your epigenetic, you know, makeup, you know, put that together. We can start really putting pieces of the puzzle together and understanding you, understanding your body, why it's functioning or not functioning the way it should be. It's it's I mean, this is the nerd part of me because it's like putting little pieces of the puzzle together. And it's a beautiful understanding, it's how the body's talking to us, right? We don't always know how to understand what the body's telling us because Sometimes it's just hard, but labs are what to help us understand what the body's trying to tell us and can help us, you know, as I always say, go to that root cause and address the root cause so then the body has the ability to, to, to do the rest. Um, I wanted to, um, this is a quote from Dr. Mercola who I, I really appreciate. I appreciate what he's about. Um, he has been censored and he has left uh, you know most of you know, big social media. Um, and he is really awesome at what he does. And I appreciate what he's about a ton. Anyway, point to all of that is um, he says, <laughs> I think this is really sort of, this is great. If you choose to ignore your, your omega-3s and your omega-6s, Then and and stay out of the sun, you could limit your risk of skin cancer. But is that worth the risk of getting MS, breast cancer, or prostate cancer? I mean, seriously. So, again, it's a big deal. Gotta have the sun, right? How many times can I say it? It's a big deal. So, I wanted to hit a little bit on fertility um, because, you know, so much of what I'm doing now. I'm still doing all the things that I did before, right? We're still working with autoimmune conditions a lot. We're still working with GI dysfunction because it's everywhere, and those two things are connected. But, you know, uh, as you've probably heard me talk about if you've listened to me enough times, is, is this is kind of moving into or expanding into preconception care and preconception planning. Why? Because as I worked with clients, obviously especially women clients, And they're dealing with some sort of dysfunction. They're like, I want to have a family or I want to expand my family. And it's either I'm having problems or I don't want to be pregnant and dealing with all of these problems. Right. So, you know, there, there are lots of different varying degrees of where people are in the process. And so it just meant to me that I needed to start to work with people on preconception planning. I want people to, and this is men and women, so I speak a lot to women, and this is, it really is mostly about women, but men are obviously very much a part of this, and in this program that I have, it they are a part of that as well, to a lesser degree, but um, they are invited to be a part of the program because it's important to, to have an understanding of their own health, their own fertility, the importance of the health of their, um, of their sperm, of their boys, right? You gotta have healthy boys. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it has become really apparent with so much of the diseases that we're dealing with that it's really, really impact. Well, diseases, EMFs, stress, lack of sleep, um, depression, anxiety. I mean, you name it going down the list of things that it's having a major impact on our fertility for men and for women. And so, you know, the term EMF, we hear EMF a lot, and this is not, this is not an EMF topic, but it's a big deal. Male fertility is tanking, like tanking. It's amazing. I sent I, I t- I this stat back a few months ago. Um, I believe it's... Um, it's dropped by 40% in 60 years. I think that's what the stat was. Don't hold me to that. But it's major, right? And we have people who are dealing, you know, women who are suffering and struggling with getting pregnant or holding on to a pregnancy. Talk about heartbreaking. What if we can take some time to plan and significantly decrease the risk of having miscarriages? and significantly decrease the risk of having a tough pregnancy and having negative outcomes during pregnancy and after, right? So these these are the things that I'm called to do is to, to, to show people, help or help people see the power that they have in creating their own health, creating the health of their child, creating the health of the pregnancy and creating the health of generations to come. So back to epigenetics, we have the ability to, you know, th- for those who are in a place where they're creating and growing their families, they have their health right at that point of conception has the, has an impact on seven generations ahead, and our health today, my health today, has an impact from seven generations behind. it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's empowering. It creates accountability. Um, but I think that there we don't always understand the amount of power that we have. I say this a lot too, because you hear this a lot, especially when it comes to like politics. I'm just one person, I don't make a difference. I've had the same thought, right? Um, but that's not true. And in, in creating health, you do have the ability. One person has the ability to change the health of that child, and for generations to come. So, with that being said, um, one of the things here talking about fertility, uh, let's see, fertility. Well, so the sun has the ability to actually increase the chances uh, if you are going through IVF. Which my hope is to reach people prior to that point, but I do work with people who are going through that as well. But I also have people who specialize in helping people through IVF. So. This is what I love about this program, too, that I didn't—Soulful I, Conception, if I haven't said it enough times, um, I don't think I said it today, but Soulful Conception is about preparing for pregnancy. And it's about bringing to, to you, those who are involved, people who are experts in areas that I'm not. I'm not an expert in IVF fertility coaching, right? But I know people who are, one in particular who's amazing at it and I want to bring her to the people who, who need her. Um, so I, this, is, this is part of the reason why soulful conception is so important. It's preconception planning for, the, for, for, for today, for the future, for the people who are involved, but it also is about bringing trusted practitioners who are giving of what they have that I don't have because somebody might need that IVF coach that I don't have. Somebody might need hypnofertility, right? Somebody might need these things that I don't have access to because it's not my expertise. And so that's why this is such an important program is because it really is to, to bring everybody together to to create the f- health of the future. I mean, it's, it's big, right? This is big stuff. So let's see what else. Um, vitamin D is related to egg quality, and we know for sure that vitamin D deficiencies have been related to infertility. If you are struggling, and you haven't been tested for vitamin D, that's a problem. If you're struggling, if you've not been, uh, had your, your entire thyroid panel, which is like nine markers run, that's a problem. If you're struggling and you've not had your homocysteine tested, that's a problem. So these are all things that that, that I talk about, but um, I mean, these are key. I mean, they're really kind of basic too. So keep that in mind. Know that if, if, uh, if you are struggling or if you're, even if you're not struggling and if you're planning, right? This is what we want to look at. If you're planning, then you want to have, uh, you have a really great panel so you can make sure that you are as healthy as you can be. Um, melatonin, I love this. I love melatonin. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but melatonin managed by light exposure or the lack thereof affects fertility by stimulating the ovaries to, pro- to produce follicles that will create eggs added sun during the day make the melatonin hormone production more robust melatonin um i i learned a lot about melatonin as uh covid started you know growing um it is part of a uh the the you know anti-spike protein uh, protocol as part of uh protecting older people and i would say anybody from covid or from and for building the immune system, it is a really strong antioxidant. Yes, it's a hormone. Um, And there are those who believe that if you take melatonin, that it interferes with your normal melatonin production. This is not the case, at least for my understanding for today. Uh, Not the case. And I actually had a conversation with a clinician about this a couple of days, uh, probably last week actually, um, that it is an important supplement um, it's an important, if you don't have enough melatonin, you want to take it. Um, I've, been, I've taken it almost every day, not entirely. I do give myself breaks. I think pulsing, which has been giving yourself breaks from supplements, can be important, so I, I do that. But since the beginning of COVID, I've been taking melatonin almost every day. It's a strong, beautiful, amazing antioxidant. Utilize it, um, and I would. In my understanding, too, is a lot of uh, some fertility doctors who at least have this understanding will put people on... Melatonin if they're going through fertility treatment, so you don't have to wait for fertility treatments to 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 take some good quality Take that to heart too. good quality melatonin. It's not all created equally just as most supplements, right? Don't get your supplements off Amazon. Don't get your supplements off eBay There's no good data showing that they are what they say they are um, And I don't I don't I just don't trust right I go to I, I, I purchase and utilize Organizations, companies that I know have data backing their products, um, and I know we're going to be effective. And that's the key: is to to well anything, right? <laughs> is being effective. We have to be effective. Um, okay, so I'm hoping that w- I'm hoping that this information is enough to if if you're on the fence or if you're totally against the sun that you start to at least do your own research. That's always my goal. I want to bring you information, but it's really important for you to do your own research and to look into it. Know where you're getting your information. If you're reading a study, look at who's funding the study. Um, You know, there's a lot of really trash information out there. I don't trust science anymore, right? I've said this on multiple occasions. Science has kind of become, the word science has kind of become a joke which is why I try to say evidence-based, because I wanna see the evidence, I wanna know, but I also wanna know where the evidence is coming from. We have to take accountability for what it is that we take in, whether it's taking it, with, t- take, take it in with our brains, our eyes, our ears, our bodies. Um, we have to take accountability. Find people who are trusted resources for you, um, because we have to find trusted resources to get good information sometimes information is still wrong, and sometimes there's information that we just don't know yet. I mean, that's part of growth, and it's part of life, and it's part of being part of this world, is that we grow by learning new information, being open to, to, to the realization that maybe what we thought was right is, is, is not, and to, to be open to what is the, 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 the new and the better information that gives us more clarity. Right? So that's kind of what I hope with, with this Im- information about the sun is that it gives you some clarity. It gives you something to chew on a little bit. It gives you the ability to go look, do some research. I'm going to put on here, um, I'm gonna put on, you know, in the post-show notes, the homemade, homemade sunscreen. I'm gonna put in the post-show notes this book. Again, I haven't read it, so I hope it's as good as I think it is, but in my research, you know, I go to some pretty trusted resources for my research. Um, and so uh, suns- the book is called Sunscreen Biohazard, so my bet is it's uh, a little bit heady Seems like it's already a little bit heady, which I love. It's really good um, But a good resource to really get a good understanding of why sunscreen is such a problem what we can do to, 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 to Utilize the Sun to love the Sun to take in the Sun to respect the Sun because we have to have it We have to have it and going back to soulful conception, um, soulful conception is my heart. So it is, it is really what I, I truly believe that I've been called to do is to help guide people through the process of planning for pregnancy, to get all of their levels in check, to introduce them to, to people who they need to have on their team, to help to create the healthiest body, the healthiest pregnancy, the healthiest baby, and the healthiest future pos- possible. Um, it's it's a uh, I just get so excited about it. So as you know, you can always reach out to me with any questions that you have um, You can go to my website taste like nutritioncom There's an assessment you can fill out there It's not just about not just about preconception planning. It's a whole, you know, let's look at your body Let's see what what's going on and you know, it gives us sort of an overview of the of, of areas of dysfunction um, which obviously is good for men and for women, but can give us an indication of how, uh, how your fertility is going to be in a sense. So reach out to me, ask me questions. I'm here to be a resource. Go to um, tastelifenutrition.com. I am Taste Life Nutrition everywhere, all the social media. Um, I get as much stuff out as I can, <laughs> but it's not really enough, <laughs> so I'm working on it. Um, always, always more to do, right, but, um, I am here to be of service and of support, whether you are a man or a woman, whether you're looking to get pregnant or not. Right? Um, I work with all kinds of all kinds of people, but one of my programs is the Soulful Conception that I uh, that has started and has ri- just been amazing. Um, and I love what I do, but I love bringing in people into this program who are again the experts in their world. That's outside of my understanding who can give so much to help people through whatever it is that they're going through. We did this. Um, if you if you haven't seen this, I've had my friend Shoshana French Stokes on a couple of times. She is a world of knowledge. She's And she's fun and she's great and so she was part of my program uh, this week and my members got so much out of her conversation. And that's what, that's the goal, right? There's so much, there's so much goodness. So, I will stop rambling, I could go on for days, but thank you, of course, for being here. Mike Fagley, it's been a long time, good to see you. Thanks for joining. Um, (laughs) It's always fun to see people from high school come and hang out with me. Uh, It's pretty amazing. Um, Yeah, good life, good times. Thanks for being here, Uh, we'll be back next Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Join us and uh, we'll have some more fun. See you later. Bye. Bye, Mike.